From Johannesburg to Jerusalem, the world is always changing, growing and innovating. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he brings you the trendsetters, the thought leaders and those creating news before it happens. Only on the New Blue Review, your favorite Jewish culture and current affairs show. Every Monday at 9 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. You're listening to 101.9 Hi FM. I'm Benji Shulman. This is the New Blue Review. Welcome to the Load Shedding Stage 6 edition of the program on this Monday morning and the one just before Rosh Hashanah. So, Shana Tova, and I hope that you are getting ready for a fantastic new year. And I'm excited to bring you a fantastic a show, I hope, uh, on on the program today. As always, at 20 to 10, we are going to be talking to Rob Hutchinson from Dear South Africa and finding out about what is going on in Parliament and figuring out uh, how you can participate so that you can have your voice heard in the way that our country is governed. And perhaps, you know, you perhaps, uh, Rob, even has something to do to help us with electricity. You, you never know, although I see... Uh, that he's wanting to talk about water use charges. So if you thought that you were paying too much for electricity, wait for the water issue. But before that, I have an important question for you. Do you find cryptocurrencies a little bit cryptic? Do you not know your erythium from your elbow? Perhaps you think that DeFi is a kind of oven. Well, if you answered yes to any of those questions, then you are definitely going to want to listen up for our first guest on the show for today because we are going to be talking about the basics of the blockchain and everything to do with that and smart contracts and really everything in between. We're going to be getting into this technology of blockchains, of cryptocurrencies. What actually is it all about really understanding in depth the background of this particular issue because you hear about it all over the place and it gets uh, commented upon and focused upon and sometimes no one really knows what in the world is going on. So we are going to be talking to Michael Pearl. He is the COO of Kirobo and uh, they are a blockchain and smart contract uh, specialist uh, um, firm based in Israel. So we're going to be bringing it to you straight from the heart of um, the heart of the, the straight from the heart of the innovation hub that is Israel and uh, the startup nation, and so that should be uh, super interesting. And we will be answering all your questions that you have to do with 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 blockchain and with uh, anything to do with cryptocurrency. So it's going to be really really exciting. And if you want to be part of the discussion, oh six one eight nine five one zero one nine. That is the Telegram number. Or if you want to get hold of us on SMS, three four five one nine is uh, is the SMS line. So uh, if you have anything that is crypto related, you will be able to ask us uh, and get an insight from an expert, which is what we like to do on the show. I am Benji Shulman, and this is 101.9 High FM. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 High FM, and I'm happy to say we have on the line uh, uh, Michael Pearl. He is CEO of Kirobo, and he joins us all the way from Israel. Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with us on the New Blue Review. 
Hi, Benji. Thank you for having me. Really, really great to have you on. Now, Michael, people might not think that they're clever enough to own a smart contract. Uh, so we wanted to bring you on to this show to just really give us the basics of what this whole world of, of blockchain means. So let's start with the basics. What is this blockchain technology and, and what is it actually doing that's different from other technologies we've had in the past? So blockchain technology is uh, a super innovative technology. It's, just, it's not just... Uh, you know, another, uh, you know, small application that allows you to do this and that. It's uh, actually a whole new uh, framework of uh, how people can interact on the internet and how people can uh, store and move value on the internet and move information. I don't think that we have enough time to go into the depths of it, but let's put it this way. Um, I think the best way to understand blockchain technology is basically to understand that it brings real world things into the internet. So for instance, the reason why you couldn't have digital money so far is because you needed to have a ledger, right? Because your money in your bank account, for instance, it's essentially stored on a ledger. There is a table somewhere that, uh, you know, Benji has an account at and you have, let's say, $100. And uh, once you transfer it to me, somebody, you know, in theory, deletes these $100 and uh, writes them in uh, on my ledger, right, in my cell uh, in the ledger. Uh, so that, that's what we had so far, and that's why we needed all the systems to be centralized, because if I give you a $100 uh, bill, it's actually in your hands, right? And uh, virtually you cannot do that. Now the blockchain brought basically a new reality where once I send something to you, it's something that everyone sees that has been transferred to you. And it's a real um, uh, transfer of value between me and you. Same thing with information, same thing with storing this information. Basically, the decentralization of the blockchain uh, brings real world into the internet and into the virtual space. So in other uh, words, it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, you, you're talking about really cutting out the middleman, right? A lot of the institutions that you're talking about are basically banks or insurance firms or, or places where people are storing information so that it can be transferred. And, and essentially what you're saying is that the, what the blockchain does is by making it available for everyone to see, it, it, it negates the, the need for these big institutions who do this transfer for work. Is, is that a correct summation? Yeah, the, the transparency is one thing, but I think that the, the most important thing is the decentralization. Because in essence, once you don't have a one single ledger, one single entity, that is holding all the information or that is, you know, taking notes of, uh, of the money that is stored uh, here and there. And this is something that is visible and something that is known for everyone. It makes it impossible basically to trick it and it makes it impossible for me, for instance, to freeze your funds, right? Because there is no central entity. Your bank can now for instance, uh, deny withdrawals, right? It's very something that can actually happen uh, uh, in the reality of the high inflation and uh, in case of a run on bank, right? Mm -hmm. But you cannot do this on the blockchain because it's, it's essentially decentralized. So you were going to give me some examples of where the application of this technology, obviously everyone, well, not everyone, but uh, cryptocurrencies are kind of the most famous example. But, but this is something that has applications all over the place, right? Yeah, so... First of all, blockchain is just important to stress. Blockchain is much, much beyond, um, uh, you know, the mere use of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and all the coins. Blockchain is now being used in supply chain, for instance, 
because again, if you want to make sure that uh, you know goods are being sent from South Africa to Israel, and you may want to make sure that uh, you know your container actually arrived, that is something that you can do on the blockchain. Uh, it is being used for even voting, for instance, voting processes. If you want to verify that you know the right person has voted and nobody votes uh, twice. But to give you like a more um, uh, famous example uh, would be NFTs, right? NFTs, um, it's the buzzword, at least it was until a few months ago. But, you know, NFTs go far beyond, you know, bored apes, uh, you know, pictures with apes that you pay a million dollars for. Uh, in the very near future, I can say that NFTs are going to be your uh, driver's license, your passport, uh, you know, birth certificates and so on. Uh, it's basically a way of showing something that is unique, okay? Something that is written on your name, something that the government can issue or, let's say, university can issue. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a major change in everything that we know. No more papers, no more, you know, uh, plastic cards. Uh, everything will be stored on, on your wallet that will contain all your important documents and your identity, and it will be in your hands. Nobody can take it from you. Absolutely fascinating discussion. See where we're going now. So, so when we talk about this de- decentralization process that you've been mentioning, that's really the other buzzword that that we have uh, around this, which is uh, DeFi, which is the the area that you work in, which is this decentralized. This is a finance application, but you're talking about it more centrally. The, the other big thing is this idea of Web three. So, can you take us through that? What is what is this? introduction of blockchain technology to our lives mean for how we use the internet? So very simply put, uh, what is Web3, right? If you say three, then there's definitely a a two and a one, right? Right. So Web1, for those of us who are uh, old enough to remember, was basically you're uh, interacting with the internet in a one-sided way, meaning that you're receiving information and that's it. Okay, that's basically the beginning of the internet. Then we started to interact with the internet where we uh, had the ability to send information and and not only receive it. And uh, obviously the most uh, extreme way that we do it right now is with social media where it's just a cycle where we interact uh, on a second basis, right? But Web3 is about ownership of information and about uh, where the information is stored. So there's a huge debate going on now with the big tech uh, companies about, uh, let's say, my content. If I you know, have 100,000 followers on, on Facebook and I write uh, you know, compelling articles, then uh, who owns this content and who can prohibit uh, me from writing certain th- things and, and, and things of that sort? Now, Web3 basically brings decentralization, meaning that, for instance, let's, let's take the social media as an example. Okay? If you have a decentralized social media, then nobody can ban you. Nobody can basically delete something that you say. Nobody can uh, uh, change your post or delete your profile. Uh, And same goes for your money. Okay, nobody can, uh, as I said, nobody can freeze your assets or decide that, uh, you know, you cannot interact with a certain person just because the government doesn't want you you to. Right. So so it actually uh, opens up an enormous amount of autonomy for the way, even more so than I guess how the Internet uh, started. I guess this does bring to the fore a lot of risk, though, uh, because on the one hand, you have people like entrepreneurs or innovators who can use this technology to do amazing things and get out the way of, say, 
a dictatorial government or, or something like that. But on the other hand, it can be used by uh, criminals who are trying to evade law enforcement and, and this, this or people promoting hate speech or, or something like that. Yeah. So, Benji, I have uh, a secret for you because it's only me and you listening. Uh, <laughs> the, take the banking system, for instance. Mm-hmm. It's also used by criminals. I don't know uh, if any of you have seen uh, that series Dirty Money on Netflix, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a, an interesting story about a certain large bank, huge bank, that was basically used as, the, as a funnel for uh, money laundering. Uh, for the Mexican cartels. So banks are also used and other uh, financial institutions are also used in a bad way. The internet is used in a bad way. Uh, Cell phones are used by Al-Qaeda. And um, the idea is not to prohibit the technology, is to find ways how to root out uh, the bad elements and to leave the playing field open for all the rest, which are 99% 99% of the users. Absolutely. And we're going to be getting into that discussion uh, in a bit as well. We're talking today to Michael Pearl, who's the COO of Kirobo Technology. And uh, we're talking about the, uh, the internet and DeFi and blockchain and all of these interesting technologies that are changing the way that we do business and uh, own our own information. I'm Benji Shulman, and this is 101.9 High FM. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 High FM. We're talking to Michael Pearl from Kirobo today, talking about uh, about uh, the blockchain and about smart technologies. Now, uh, Michael, I, uh, the question I have for you is a key issue which you guys work on as, as your company is this issue of the smart contract. Right? This is the technology that allows... Uh, the the blockchain to work by by connecting the two parties uh, and 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 creating a set of rules to uh, to allow these transactions to to take place. So when we're talking about safety and we're talking about those elements which we started to address before the before the break, uh, it really the smart contract is a crucial element if you're trying to make sure that this this transaction takes place in an effective manner. Yeah, so I, I think it's, uh, before we dive in, I think it's a good idea to, to first uh, explain what smart contracts are. So smart contracts, very simply put, are basically algorithms, okay? Just like any um, uh, application or any software or any website, those are algorithms that are planned to do something in case something happens, okay? Just like um, any, any uh, interaction that you have with a computer right now. But what's special about it is that the, those algorithms, once they are being deployed, once they are uh, basically created, they cannot be changed. And that's what's so special about it. So, for instance, if me and you agree that every month I'm going to send you a certain amount of money, then I cannot withdraw from that. I cannot, you know, have um, a, a developer changing or tricking the system all of a sudden. And that's basically why they are smart contracts, because they, the computer executes them and uh, they're not dependent on the person that will basically uh, trick them. So the smart contracts are basically the basis of uh, DeFi, of how DeFi works. All the systems are built on that. And smart contracts, just as we uh, spoke about the blockchain in general, they can be good or bad, right? I mean, they can be uh, built in a way that... Um, People can uh, use them uh, in a bad way. They can be hacked, okay, which is something that uh, 
uh, also needs to be to be known. And uh, that's why we hear uh, every once in a while all those stories about 600 million being stolen from smart contracts and people losing their money. But I think it's important to stress that the technology is at a very nascent stage, right? We spoke about Web 1, Web 2, Web 3. So if we take the equivalent of the Internet, we're now in 1995 and, you know, email is just starting and your grandma says who needs the Internet. So that's that's where we are right now. So there's a lot of work to be done. We're doing that work and there are a lot of innovative companies that are working on finding solutions, optimizing the system, making it safer, making it more accessible. I'm sure that your kids and my kids will use the blockchain and won't even think about, you know, all those uh, problems that, that, that we have right now in terms of security, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, lack of access and so on. Because so that's, that, that's, that's a, going to change very quick. That seems to be a crucial point because on the one hand, blockchain itself as a technology is very safe because of how you explained that uh, people, there's no middle person and people can see it. But it seems to me that the, the, the smart contract is where where some of the, the gap in the technology can be, where people can, can steal it. What other things are holding back the adoption of, of sort of more decentralized finance around the world besides the security issue? I think that, first of all, the blockchain and uh, DeFi, decentralized finance in, in specific, is very complex. Okay, that's not something that you can do easily. Okay, you need to, first of all, have time. Uh, you need to track, uh, you know, the, the different tokens. You need to understand the different protocols. Protocols are basically the applications, the companies that uh, are facilitating the different activities that you can do. Uh, you need to understand a lot of technical terms. So it's not for everyone. It's mostly for very young people who are uh, quick learners and who have uh, some free time and can actually dive in into all that and, you know, go to blogs and go to Discord channels and read and uh, be very innovative and bold about it. Uh, so that will also change, okay, because things are, uh, as years go by and even as months go by, everything goes to simplification, to be more accessible, uh, more streamlined. And uh, I think that this uh, hurdle will, uh, will, will be removed very soon. Another problem is obviously, as we see now uh, during the last uh, few months, it's a very volatile market, right? Everything is crazy right now in the, in the equities market and uh, with the, the, the currencies. I'm sure that you guys feel that in South Africa as well, but uh, it's nothing compared to crypto, right? All the uh, tokens are um, basically lost tens of percent uh, uh, from its value. So it's also something that in order to trust an asset, you need to make sure that it's not that speculative and not that volatile. But again, I think that is also something that will improve as time passes by. We're talking about blockchain on 101.9 Chai FM. If you want to speak, to ask any questions to Michael Pearl, 061-895-1019. That is our Telegram line. Or you can SMS us on 34519. Now, Michael, uh, we know Israel as the startup nation, the place where all sorts of things happen. Uh, is is that is that applicable to this type of technology as well? Is, is Israel very much focused and working on uh, the, these sorts of technologies? Yes, certainly. Uh, Israel is leading in many, in many different uh, um, high-tech uh, industries. Uh, blockchain uh, is not, uh, not to be excluded as well. Obviously, there are some things that we're more focused on, and uh, there are companies that are more 
um, kind of strong on that part. For instance, security, right? Uh, obviously, Israel is a big leader in cybersecurity, and uh, that's something that spills into the blockchain industry as, as well. Also, issues that have to do with AI technology and things of that sort. But I think that, um, you know, Israel has a unique combination of, uh, first of all, very innovative and very uh, bold and daring people, you know, people who are creative, who are uh, not afraid to make mistakes. And that's a very good thing for an entrepreneur to have. We're very cautious. We think outside of the box. And also, you know, with the, the military and, and certain uh, uh, academic institutions, we have a very good preparation for the real world. But having said that, there's a caveat that I have to say about Israel. The problem is that most of the things that we produce are aimed uh, for the, 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 the global audience and not for Israel per se. Mm -hmm. Because Israel has a very, very stringent regulation, in, in my opinion, too stringent. Uh, it's super protective uh, with regards to uh, its citizens. Obviously, uh, we all understand that you know speculative and risky elements need to be um, uh, supervised. But even with the more you know, with the more common things, Israeli uh, scrutiny is is very very tough, and that's why a lot of entrepreneurs build their companies from the get go to address the global audience and not the Israeli one. That's very very interesting and something which I'm sure that they, they'll have to <laughs> uh, deal with at some point. So, so what is your part of this whole conversation? Because it's interesting for me, I see that uh, Kirobo has uh, gotten support from the Israeli Innovation Authority, which is uh, a key part of, of helping young companies that are, are sort of looking, as you say, to get into the market in a, in a big way. So that's always an interesting signal when, when the Innovation Authority is starting to work with companies that there's something here that's a, a bit different, that is uh, not been seen yet and sort of can, can, can have a structure to work with. So, so tell us what, what you're doing and, 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 uh, and where you are in, in your innovation journey as, as, as Kiroba. Robo is basically allowing people to build on the blockchain in a much easier way. Uh, one of the problems that uh, I actually neglected to mention when you asked me about, uh, you know, what's keeping people from adopting this technology uh, in a more uh, extended way uh, is the fact that to build something on the blockchain is very hard. You know, Benji, if you have an idea right now and you want to build a website, you can do it with $1,000. And in many cases, you don't even need a developer to do that. Whereas uh, blockchain technology, uh, you need to have uh, a, a very specific skill set uh, for developers and you need to have a lot of money because some of those things cost a lot of money. Uh, there are things like audits and deployment. I'm not going to go into that, but essentially to create something on the blockchain right now is very costly and it requires a lot of expertise. And we have basically found a technology that is able to allow, I wouldn't say everyone, but uh, people who are not necessarily developers, but people who have good ideas uh, to build on the blockchain. And we believe that uh, once the system is going to be live and we're very close to that, it will open up this uh, new world of possibilities and uh, there will be a bevy of new ideas that will be, be fulfilled. And I think that we have a very important role in opening up the blockchain technology to everyone. So that's that's our goal. So, so to be very kind of reductionist, and I apologize, but it's like you guys want to be the sort of WordPress for the for the for the blockchain environment. Exactly, exactly. You 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 nailed it, right? Because back in the days, you you had to have 
a developer that would build you a website and every small change you you had you know to, to get another developer to to change something to optimize something and then WordPress came along and basically opened up the gates and then we had companies like Wix another Israeli company by the way that made it even even more simple obviously it, it doesn't give you all the opportunities and all the you know the range of capabilities but it's good enough for let's say 70% of the use cases and uh, that's what we're trying to do um, and the technology is already there uh, as you said uh, the Israeli Innovation Authority has uh, gave us uh, three grants already we have just received the third one and uh, the technology is, 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 is in essence ready and we're going to launch it in the course of the next uh, three months and there's a lot to expect so is that where you are on on your process? Because of course, Israeli companies, you do a lot of fundraising and 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 driving before stuff gets to launch. So so you you've sort of got a, a prototype of the product, and you you you're sort of starting to go to to market. Is that is that the correct way of looking at it? Yeah, exactly. We we have already uh, fundraised, uh, and uh, we are now uh, at the last steps of uh, finishing the prototype, so to speak. And uh, now we're launching it and we're opening it uh, for, uh, you know, uh, the reviews and, and the audits of, uh, of the different uh, users. Uh, we already have a long waiting list of people that want to try out the system, uh, both retail and uh, companies. And, uh, yeah, the idea is to launch uh, the product in the beginning of next year, the actual product, the MVP, in the beginning of next year and uh, to open it to the public. That sounds absolutely fascinating. If people want to see more about the the work that you're doing, and perhaps they you, we have listeners that are that are interested in the company or interested in technology, where can they find out more information? So you can go to our website to uh, kirobo.io. Uh, you can look us up on Twitter, on Discord. We have a an internal video team, so we have a lot of uh, funny and innovative uh, videos, uh, as well as some educational ones. So you can go to our YouTube uh, page, and uh, and you you can also uh, look us up on LinkedIn. Every every channel goes. Absolutely, well, it's absolutely been fascinating dis- uh, discussing this topic with you, Michael. Thank you for bringing a very complex, uh, very complex topic down to uh, uh, us mere mortals' level to understand, uh, and just explaining to us. And good luck with the, with your with your blockchain journey. And we hope that uh, we can speak to you again once the product is launched. Thank you so much for having me, Benji. Thank you. Michael Pearl there. He is COO of Kirobo, talking to us today about the issue of blockchain technology and smart contracts.